Ooh, that looks tasty. Welcome, folks. Day the Hunger Gamer is back for another episode of Boards and Brews, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend of One Stop Co-op Shop, Michael Kelly. So, as we well, before we jump in, um, this show is called Boards and Brews. So, what are you drinking tonight? Myself, I have a Fort Point San Francisco beer. Drinking Kahlua and milk, and Will helped me out and said Kahlua is based <laughs> on coffee, and coffee is brewed, so we'll say it counts. Um, uh, he, he doubles as Santa Claus, guys, um, but it's very hard to be Santa Claus at this day and age. So he puts some, just a hint of alcohol. Well, in wait, milk. I was gonna say if I had uh, if I had some vodka in there, I'd be the Big Lebowski too, right? That'd be okay. And, that, and, and we would all respect you more. Uh, <laughs> but so uh, we'll jump in with the first rapid fire questions here. In case anybody doesn't know, because there's anybody that watches my channel that doesn't watch yours. Um, for those yeah, four, a lot, lot of overlap there. <laughs> so, who the crap are you? What is your channel? What is your shtick? And how and why did you get into the reviewer game? Oh, um, who the crap am I? So, I'm Mike Kelly. I am a English teacher. So, we're both teachers. Um, I'm the head of an English department for a high school. Um, I design games and design solo variants for games, not not for money on that part. And usually designing games isn't for money either because they don't necessarily go anywhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, on One Stop Co-op Shop, I do basically all of the video reviews with a few exceptions on that YouTube channel. Um, I'm also one of the hosts on the podcast, which is every week. Um, I'm also now we have a Twitch channel, so I mean I do about half to a third of the playthroughs, along with Colin, who started the One Stop Co-op Shop. So I mainly do videos, podcasts, and uh, yeah, review videos. And I guess my my shtick for the playthroughs, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't think they're necessarily vastly different from other playthroughs. I will say, for mine in particular, even more so than Colin's, I uh, edit very aggressively. Uh, some people love that. <laughs> some people uh, say I'm going too fast. Um, but yes, like I, I will play a three hour game on my channel in like an hour. So I, I try to keep the, uh, yeah, we have a little crossover on that. I did a cross channel with Barrett, who's one of your occasional contributors. Yep. He, he's the same. He does long form playthroughs and I do the same. I, if I breathe, I cut it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. Yeah, like literally what I do, if anyone wants to know my editing style, I literally, uh, talk through anything I think is important. And then I just look at the waveform when I'm editing the video and I just cut anything that has silence, <laughs> basically. Um, in, in, except in rare cases. And then uh, I, I, my reviews, I think, have more of a distinctive style. I call them five and five. And it's uh, five, the five most important things I want you to know about the game or that stand out to me, uh, whether they're pros, con, or a bit of a mix. And I strive for it to be about five minutes, although they can go like four to six or six yeah. and a half sometimes and so when are you just going to admit they don't have three categories your pro con and, and mix because lately it's been oh this is a mix but it's leaning pro but a little bit con honestly like usually the mix is where uh it's really like two points but i couldn't fit it into five then so i like shoved some things together or like shoved both sides of something together so it, it's, it's not that it's actually a pro or actually a con it's that it's both but i just couldn't fit that many points in my review or in five minutes you know Dang, I wish I hadn't seen the sausage now. Now I feel bad that I know that. I mean, I don't want to know what you saw about my sausage, man. That seems uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, there are young people that watch this. That's channel. right. Maybe, I don't know. Oh. What, if what if your children watch this? So before we jump to what we're actually planning on, on, on talking about, it occurred to me, I've been leaving out the thing that every podcast does, and the, what have you been playing lately for oh. fun? If anybody's just listening, I'm doing very heavy air quotes. <laughs> The whole time. I mean, I have actually been doing something for fun, although it's also on my channel. Uh, as of, we're recording this on a Sunday night, and this is airing uh, Tuesday. Um, I'm a big fan of, like, fighting head-to-head -head games. Uh, I actually dragged Will into a few plays of uh, Sakura Arms when it was uh, on Kickstarter it was recently. Great. It was amazing. I mean, you didn't hate it, right? You thought it was fine. <laughs> no, it, 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 it was fun. I showed up, I got smashed, and then I went to went back to work, and I'm not sure which one was more painful. But yeah, and, and then you helped me make my decision about backing it. So <laughs> um, yeah, so I really like those games, but uh, the only time I've had like consistent a consistent partner for those, and that's really what they're built for. You know, they're built for like the tournament scene or the serious player scene, 
like i mean they're generally modeled after fighting video games where you have like your main like i'm a ryu player you know or i'm a chun li player and i know all her moves backwards and forwards and like that's what i take every time i play you are um, a blanca don't even play i, I was a Blanca. That's, that's funny how, how would you guess that's great <laughs> yeah because i wasn't very good so I just you know jam the buttons and do uh the lightning attack yeah, the electricity yeah yeah um but yeah so the only time i've ever had that was um like four years ago or three years ago, uh, this game called Exceed. These are these are all level ninety nine games because they're one of the uh, ones who like do this the most. Like kind of like these head to head fighting games that I really enjoy. Uh, so Exceed is uh, similar to BattleCon in some like mechanics. But yeah, so I had a, a student who was like my aide, so he was uh, there with me one period a day. And if I like was ahead of my work, this he was a senior. So this was mainly near the end of the year. Like we had like three weeks where we play battle or not battle kind of exceed every day and we each found like our favorite fighter we would just go at it we'd like try new strategies we'd like learn each other's like moves like the exact stuff you're supposed to have when you have a consistent group with these things and it was amazing um but now like there's no you way to so many students games. trying to be so many students are going to be trying to be your aide now yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> um it is in covid times i don't have an aide <laughs> um but yeah so so I, I, I'm designing a solo mode for BattleCon. I'm, I have a video of it on Tuesday, and I'm actually putting in too much work for this for free. I'm actually going through all 30 of the fighters in the box set that I bought and uh, making like a little section for each of them in the rule book I made. And I made custom cards tonight with uh, Illustrator. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to have like a whole like solo thing. And I also made a solo mode for Soccer Arms. So I'm just uh, I'm being a little goofy with my free time because I have real games and we're trying to actually publish that could make us real money. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not working on those tonight. I'm working on fighting games for free <laughs> but sorry yeah, playing that a ton how about you what are you playing well oh well so for fun well it's, it's kind of been a been a weird uh weird mix of reviews and and stuff just for fun but lately i've been playing a lot of quarter miracles which is a little bit of work because i'm trying to settle on my game of the year and a lot of guild master but here's the thing like they're on my top five of the year because i really like the game so it's it's fun and not fun because you know I gotta stop and think about it. Um, but that and to uh, uh, blow blow smoke up yours. Been playing a bit of Salvation Road lately, which um, I'm not gonna lie. I said this in the review, which you haven't seen yet. I really wanted to find something to hate about it. <laughs> I really did, so I could tell you. But um, but it turned out to actually be fun. I would play it on my lunch break uh, when uh, I was teaching from home. So that one was a lot of fun, and I just have been playing a ton of Kingdom Rush. Also. Nice, yeah. No, I enjoy Which, that one. Like, I've now settled. I know where that's going to uh, fall in my top five, yet I haven't put it away yet. It's still – well, my wife's out of town, so I can leave it on the dining room table. Yeah, I think that's making it into my top uh, ten, but I have not uh, – I've not, like, kind of narrowed down the exact placement of it yet. And see? Peter is borrowing it, so I can't even play it more right now. It's brutal. Yeah, see – you, as I as I've learned, you, you just got to be first. Just put out your nominees first, because I, I you know I got a I got a lot of a lot more views than I did on any of my other lists, and I realized because <laughs> I'm the first jerk who put out there, oh games of the year, I'm so important. Listen to me. <laughs> um, I mean, but what I did was I I had my editor at uh, Geek HQ. He made me a little seal, and so the the dream is that in the second printing of some of these, oh little, yeah, hungry gamer approved baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean beyond there. I was pushing for it to be tattooed on the small of the designer's back. I thought that, like, if one of them does that, they win. <laughs> Straight I mean, up. I mean, clearly. I mean, forever. So you they, have they, win, they win ridicule for the rest of their life. How dare you? But we have not even gotten to our first question, and we're 20 minutes in. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But, no, no, no. So well, one of the things that I actually appreciate about One Stop Co-op is it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And I'm not all sunshine and rainbows either, though I, I feel like I'm perhaps a little little nicer in the way I, I word it. Um, I mean, you not, say not mean in my review as well. <laughs> well, no, meaner than I am. Meaner than I am. Okay. I, 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 uh, I tried to really, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I mean, there's some designers where I don't mind if I hurt their feelings, um, but maybe they deserve to have their feelings hurt. But the point being, not all reviewers actually do that. And uh, a lot of them, they just will either not post a review if they don't like it, or just gloss over it. And and so I do it because I feel like, well, that's what I would want to know. And it feels more honest. But 
why why do you do that because i know colin who started your channel i think i don't know if i've ever heard him say anything bad about anything ever so he he will colin will be negative um he used to do reviews on board game geek so if you go like we have a big geek list on board game geek of like old reviews and stuff and he actually for until I like kind of took over the reviewing side of things for a lot of the games he did playthroughs of, he does have like a review or at least a rating. Um, and on discord, he'll tell you if he hates a game, but yeah, <laughs> he freely admits that he'll like make a game look amazing and sound super excited. Cause he just likes playing and likes, you know, filming playthroughs. And then he'll be like, Oh, that game was trash. I traded it away the next day. <laughs> and, and he's not trying to do it in a lying way. He just actually enjoys himself. He's not like faking enjoyment to try to make you buy the game. I don't know if I've ever been asked this question before on an official thing. I, it's not I, like I gave you the question prior to. No, no, you, you did. I just, you know. I mean, like, I know what my answer is, but then I'm, I'm rethinking it even right now. Um, You're like, wow, that sounds really pretentious. I better, I better reward <laughs> it. <laughs> um, there, there's a lot of masters I want to serve, and and not even like masters, but I want to. Um, I want to respect a lot of things. I've actually literally changed my reviews in a minor way that I doubt anyone even noticed in the last uh, like three or four reviews. So on the one hand, I think my first and foremost um, kind of responsibility is to a gamer, you know, like a prospective buyer, uh, someone who's thinking about this game. Um, I want to let them know what I think about it, but also like I mean, I won't say objective, but a thoughtful analysis of mechanics, because I really focus heavily on like mechanics in my game, in my reviews more than uh, like theme stuff that doesn't usually pop in too much. I basically never talk about components because I'm the kind of gamer that will play a game I love if I love it, even if like it's, you know, tinfoil and pieces of paper. So that's my funny, reviews that's what Salvation follow. Road was just tinfoil. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Paper. Yeah. <laughs> where'd, where'd the money go? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so first and foremost, I want to like, I want to inform gamers and really like provide information that will help them make a choice. I don't want to be like, yes, buy this or don't buy this. I want to be like, you know, you might like it. You might not like it. Here's some things that stand out. Here's some things that fall flat. See how much of those matter to you. You know, like I'll say, uh, this is a con, how the dice work. And then somebody will chime in and be like, well, I love dice games like that. And I'm like, well, great. <laughs> I still feel like I helped you, even if your opinion isn't aligned with mine. At the same time, I am a designer. And I've been in struggling Kickstarters and Kickstarters that barely funded, you know, and I've helped out. Uh, I've done development work for Kickstarters that have not funded, you know, so I, I don't I don't set out to insult anybody. And I, I hope my tone doesn't come across that way. I'm sure it does sometimes just when I'm really exasperated with the game, but I, I don't intend for it to. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, like you said, necessarily. Yeah, so I do have a policy that I don't review a game. Generally, I'll, I'll break this every once in a while. I don't review a game unless I've seen a rule book first. Um, and I write all the rule books for our games. I love reading rule books. I pride myself on being able to tell with pretty good accuracy, like within a fair, reasonable assessment of how much I'll like a game based on just reading the rules and kind of imagining the mechanisms in my head. Um, so that hopefully takes me away from not covering games that are bad necessarily, but covering games that I know are not going to fit my tastes. You know what I mean? Like where I'd be like, hey, you might love this game, but I hated everything about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if those reviews are as helpful. But yeah, the thing, the thing I've done recently, if you go and look at like seven or eight reviews ago and then look at like my last three or four reviews, and I, I used to do this on and off, but now I've kind of made it a rule. This is what I'm going to do. I'm trying not to do the whole, like, I love this game at the end. Like, I have my final thoughts after the five points. I'm trying not to say I love this game or I didn't like this game or this game was amazing or this game was the worst. I still do it every once in a while, but I'm trying to really just be like, my final thoughts are, if you like this and this and this, check this game out. If you don't like this and this and this, avoid this game and leave it at that. And really just let the viewer make their own opinion. I don't even want to be, like, making the recommendation anymore because tastes are so different. And I think every game I review, at least some gamers out there, it would be a nine or a 10 for them. And at least some gamers out there would be a four or five because tastes are so different. So I just want to, I want to give as much of like kind of the overview of what you might like or might not like and let you make your own choice from there. So I've been trying to make that little like swivel in my reviews at the end lately. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've tried the, the whole time to, I'd be very careful with hyperbole. Um, yeah. English teacher word. <laughs> um just just because every game's not the best i don't love every game and i think as i 
kind of gone back through and I don't know, I haven't done nearly as many videos as you have or articles, whatever, but I, I think maybe four games have I just said, this is a great game. Like we were even talking about it the other day, one game, I'm not going to name it because I don't want to like shame it. But uh, I caught myself in, my, in editing. I was like, I said, great. It's not great. And I actually went back and I dubbed myself <laughs> um, to just, you know, to say very good or something like that, because it is a very good game. It's not great. But so what, what, what do you feel the drawbacks of, of throwing out the negatives are, or maybe for you there, there aren't any. I don't want to be mad at reviewers who don't put any negatives in their review. I respect that as a choice. I even respect, you know, like th this is something I've tried to come to. I can even respect you if you are literally just a hype man or hype woman or hype person, you know, like that is a, it, it, you're, you're basically an advertiser, but advertiser is a fair job, you know, and this is a job where we get very little to no money. If, I mean, I, I it's basically a job for me. It is my second job. If you take even the design part out of it that I spend hours on every week, I'm definitely spending like 15 to 20 to 25 hours on content creation in one way or another every week. You know, luckily we're big enough that I get some money for that, but not as much as my job pays me, <laughs> like my real job. So yeah, so, you know, if you want to be a marketer, if you want to be a hype person, that's fine. If you want to be an advertiser, that's fine. Um, as long as you don't misrepresent that, I don't really care. You know, like as long as you have the YouTube thing correctly put, so it says this is paid content. I personally gained zero benefit from it and will never watch your channel because I don't need to be advertised to, but you do you. And clearly a lot of people are looking for that. They want to get, they want to have something to be excited about. I don't think there's any negatives to having negatives, except that this, this is a rare thing. I have had cases where somebody really enjoyed a game and they've said this to me like in comments and one of my points really resonated. And then like when they played the game, they like saw that point from now on and like it kind of messed up the experience for them. You're and I'm like, well, it. I mean, th that means that, wow. yeah, like I ruined the fun for them. And like, that that's the only time I think it can be like <laughs> negative or, you know, if it hurts a designer's feelings, but you know, again, I'm trying, my reviews tend to be like, you'll like, you might still like this if, or you might not like this, even though I did. So I don't think I'm like out and out just saying a game is terrible usually, but yeah, in all honesty, I think people might disagree with this, but especially like lately, I've kind of felt like it is almost more my job to disrecommend or unrecommend games um, or hype them down um, because at least my impression of the industry is that it is like all hype. You know what I mean? And not all, but a large, a larger portion. And I think people tend to, you know, do whatever you want with your money. But I get the sense that people buy too many games that don't actually play them and don't play them to a good extent and then get rid of them quickly because it wasn't what it actually like what they thought it would be. So I, I feel like I am more helpful to the industry and more helpful to the average gamer if I have some of those negatives so that you can avoid that negative purchase that you then immediately don't enjoy or want to get rid of after like two plays. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's more helpful. Yeah, because I mean, board games aren't, they're not cheap. I mean... They're not cheap. Like right. even like yeah. well, like Salvation Road. There's nothing expensive. I mean, you know, it's old now, but it's four years old. That's old. But I mean, there's nothing expensive in that box. It is literally all cardboard and paper, and there's yep. not even an insert in there. But that's still you know forty, fifty bucks. Like that's not that's not nothing. So you know, I don't. Um, it's the worst when you buy a game and it's just meh. Like, I'd rather hate it. I'd rather find a game like oh that was terrible, but it's like, meh. Oh, it's the worst, yeah. especially on Kickstarter. When I, I was going to say, like, the one place where I feel like my job is a little bit different is on Kickstarter, um, because I've been that designer whose dreams are being crushed, as you see, like, the money not going up as much as you thought it would after working for years. Um, so I do the same thing for Kickstarter, where I have to see the rule book. But that is the one place where I will sometimes be like, hey... Never mind, I'm pretty busy. I don't have time to cover this when actually I didn't enjoy the game because Kickstarter is all hype. It's all aspiration. It's all hope. It's all what the game could be. And I don't need to get on there and like just complain about like the sorry state. I'll I'll email the designer. I'll be like, hey, here are the five things I would do to make this a better game. I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, and maybe I'm not performing a full service there because I'm not giving the warning to people who might pledge that game. But 
it is so important to me as an artist and a designer myself to give people their shot and give them the uh, the benefit of the doubt that given good feedback, they can make a game better and reach like that beautiful place where a lot of people will enjoy it. I don't want to tear that down. And you know, like how one really bad negative Kickstarter review, especially from a big channel, can ruin it, you know, and, and, and I might get it wrong, or my opinion might be an outlier, I might have just had like some bad experiences with it, or it might change a major rule that fixes my biggest problem with it. And I don't want to be that person who, who messed up the entire campaign. Not that I have that much power. I don't want to like give myself some credit for that. No, guys, but... he's got power. He's, got, <laughs> he, he's like, the, he, he's the empire. Um, yeah, but right. no, I, I mean, I, I'm with you on that. So I mean, I, I do a lot more Kickstarter previews than you do. I don't know why, why that is. I guess I, I, I slum it more. I don't know. Well, um, I think a lot is uh, you. You do competitive games, and we don't. You know. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> Hungry Gamer will review anything. Um, j- just about this, but I, I, I have some lines, but I always try to. There's never been one. Not sure. There's been one game that I, I finally I wrote the publisher and said I have the review. I can publish this, but nobody I played it with liked it. And nobody else would even play it because of some of the artistic, the art choices on it. <laughs> and and I said, so I, I can't, I feel like it is will come off so harshly because nobody enjoyed it. I don't think it's a fair representation of the game. And I said, but you asked me to do this. You sent me a game. This is a review. I will publish it. What do you want? That's the only time I've ever done that. Otherwise, I always try to, you know, be nice about it, you know, and I'll say uh, this, this rule book is an incomprehensible mess, but that can be fixed, right? Because usually it's something that, that can be fixed. Like I, I did that. I had that one recently with a game that fit funded. Um, they, shocker, they didn't use my video. Um, but that was the thing. I, I, I had to say that the, the rule book made me feel stupid. I, I felt like I was an idiot because I couldn't figure out what I was doing. You, you know, my opinion is with really, really bad rule books at this point. Burn them? No, well, well, that too. But I don't think the game will be good. Like, I don't think that happens. I don't think you have a horrific rule book that makes no sense. And your game is somehow still a great game. Like, I've, I've tried to give the benefit of the doubt a few times. And it is always wrong. Because... I think if your brain is, I mean, this is just speaking as a designer now, I think if your brain is in the right place, like development wise and testing wise and balance wise, all these like really tough things for a designer that I struggle with, then you're going to be able to write at least a comprehensible rule book, or you'll be smart enough and reflective, self-reflective enough to reach out to somebody who can. I think the level of like ignorance to what a good rule book needs and not self-reflecting enough to realize your rules are bad or not having put it, put the game in front of enough people to realize your rules are bad has a cascading effect on everything else about the game. Like it's not going to have the right uh, UX, like user interface for people to enjoy it. It's not going to have the right balance. It's not going to be like fun and smooth and well-tested. Like this, I think all these things come out of having a bad, or maybe, maybe they're symptoms of all the other stuff, uh, whichever way it goes. I've now decided, like, that's why I put the rule book rule in there. I'm, I'm like, if your rule book is bad, I am 99% sure your game is terrible in its current state. And until you can fix that, <laughs> you can't write a good rule book for it, you know? Yeah, I, I think the, um, just to, because uh, I never answered the question myself, but, you know, the drawbacks is every now and then I get angry designer who, and, and usually it's because, and this happens a lot with uh, uh, Kickstarter previews and a lot more with me because I, a lot of the, the, the first time designers will really contact me because I'm, I'm a smaller fry than you. Um, you, oh, no, you they, they contact me too. And I, I try to help out as many as I can. I've, I've done a bunch of little Kickstarters this year um, where I found something like really exciting. Um, but, you, but you're like a tater tot. I'm still a fry. Like you got something, you got something going. You think tater tots are superior to fries? A good tater tot is absolutely better than a good fry. No, but way. but but you can but you can have a crummy tater tot. It's easy to ruin a tater tot. Yeah, but you, I mean you can have crummy fries too. But like a good fry, like some Old Bay on it, like oh come on man, no no way a tater tot even. What's rises. up Maryland? We don't do Old Bay out in California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm showing my coast here. <laughs> yeah, the uh yeah, the Old Bay would be the Chesapeake Bay, not the San Francisco Bay. We don't do that. Um, actually, oh. <laughs> Old Bay's delicious people. You should you should get some. Yeah, Old Bay is really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but every now and then I'll get a designer who is mad. 
and will tell me I have to change my review or change my video. I've had long that called me through, you know, to talk to me about it. And I said, look, like th this is what it was. Well, you didn't do it. Right? I was like, well, you asked for a video in two weeks. Like, <laughs> yeah, I messed it up. I'll put in a subtitle. Like, you know, it's not, it's not, not perfect, but my, my favorite was uh, I had a designer who was, and he, to be fair, he came around. He, he wrote back to me a few days later and said, I watched it again. I should have watched it twice first. I got emotional, which I get. Both you and I are theater actors. You understand what it's like to get a bad review. It, it can hurt. It can really hurt sometimes. Um, but you, you do it enough to get a thick stand. But one of the complaints was, he said, and, and at this moment, you sighed. Because I, I said, you know, something like, in this, I really like this, but it just... This one thing doesn't work, and it just my sigh just apparently crushed his soul. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, and now I, I know you've had a couple of those. I have. I, I've had some really like a couple like that really stand out. Um, I get fewer now with the rulebook rule because I don't usually like crap all over a game. And yeah, the the worst was this one game. I won't say which one. But they can go. They can go find it. They can uh, find yeah. It the uh, the person came after me like after they saw the review and they were like you you promised me that this would be a fair review and i was like it was <laughs> they were like no it wasn't that wasn't fair i'm like what <laughs> and, and and the thing is the review was like totally in the middle it was like this is great I didn't like this part. You might love it if this. You might not like it if this. Like literally. Yeah, I went back and I went back and watched that one after you told told me this story. And to be fair, I, I did not. I didn't get the game because of it. I was like, oh yeah, oh that would make me so mad. Right. Um, but it's not as bad as as the other one you made me go back and watch. Oh gosh. Well, yes, that that, that one they never. Uh... <laughs> Actually, you know, I, th I think they. Yeah, that's an infamous review. If, if you've been on our Discord or anything, you'll you'll know which one I'm talking about. It's kind of like known as my worst review. Although I, I went back and watched that video. I, 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 went, I bent over backwards to be very nice and explain my thoughts. <laughs> well, the, 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 the problem with it is, and everyone, you're going to have to go try to find it, is it's in the playthrough when you say, I can't do this anymore. This is not playable. <laughs> yes, I, I did stop the playthrough because it was literally unplayable. They, they The rule book didn't make any sense. They had not done the campaign book correctly. I think about two years later, they now had like fans have rewritten stuff, so it's somewhat playable, somewhat. So that's that's cool, I guess. I I would not have personally put the effort into that game. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, I think for the funny thing, I think for that one is they were like, "Oh, we're sorry you didn't like it. We agree we should have worked on the rule book more." I was like, "Oh, well, that's very nice of you." <laughs> like they they actually were not offended, <laughs> or if they were, they they were professional about it. And that's the thing, like as as a designer and a reviewer, just be professional. You know, like uh, some people email me and they say, hey, will you cover your game? And I'm like, no, I will not. And here's why. You know, and it could be I don't like this or it could be like I don't have time. And they'll like come back and, and try to convince me. And I'm like, no, man, just move on with your life. <laughs> like that's... Yeah, that's that is always awkward. There, there was one and the game succeeded on Kickstarter. I think it did actually quite well. Good. But it, it was a um, it was a neat concept, but I don't like zombies. I just don't. I, I don't care. And my wife hates zombies and this is during covid and the only person i have to play this with is my wife and so i, I have to pick and choose what games i'm going to ask her because she enjoys games but not like she didn't want to play six different games a week so i was like no i can't do it and the person who replaced says, no i mean this is different from from other zombie games is this this and i was like that's great it's still a zombie and she's still not going to do it <laughs> no but every now and then they, they, they argue with you and you know, most of them, most of them are okay. You know, I, I try to think about reviews. Again, I come from the, the theater background. And then thankfully, I'm lucky enough that most of my theater reviews have been good. But at the end of the day, it's just one person. Like, it's one, one person's thoughts. Like, it's not until, in my mind, there's something negative. You know, you always listen and try to evaluate. You know, is there something to it? But if everyone's saying it, though, <laughs> like, then you got to start, start thinking about it. But if it's just the one person with an axe to grind... Which yeah, it's would be like me on your games. It, oh, I got a huge axe to grind. It's like in my uh, classes, you know, I do a lot of like surveys and get student feedback and that kind of thing. And I'll admit, just like uh, designers who have a rough time taking feedback, 90 students saying they like the class and two saying they don't like the class. And I'll take it really personally. I'll be like, oh, God, why don't this two like the class? <laughs> you know? um, 
but th that, that's the emotional response. I have to let the logic rule and I'll think like, oh, what did they say they didn't like? How can I maybe make that better for them? But at the same time, like clearly this is not indicative of the class. This is an, an outlier and something in generally personal to them, you know, not necessarily about me at, at that point. So yeah, yeah, the, the best ones of those are, and I don't do those in uh, uh, middle school, obviously, but when I taught college acting, you know, the reviews would be out there all the time. And my, my favorite one is it's when they're so honest, you can just ignore it. There was one, you know, it was a, I'm probably still on Rate My Professor, but it, it was on there and it said, he made me come to class and took off points if I didn't come to an acting class. Like it was an acting class. <laughs> and it said, and when am I ever going to have to be somewhere on time? Was what it says. Like, wow. <laughs> well, enjoy. How dare you? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but now we we are like way on. This is the biggest tangent I've ever been on. But speaking Sorry. of <laughs> no, no. Speaking of disgruntled people, we we've had some lovely conversations with Mark Dainty lately of Not Board Gaming about YouTube comments. And uh, uh, when do you respond to the comments, and how do you deal with the trolls? Because I personally, I if someone makes a comment, I will almost always respond in some way. You know, I, I try to. I mean, maybe if I was shut up and sit down, I wouldn't do that because they get twenty thousand. And I always try to engage the troll, even when I know they're a troll, in just a moment of logic, just to see what's going to happen. And then I'll ignore it, or if I have to, I, I block them. But usually, because what I find happens is all the other sane people will come in, <laughs> like, "What is wrong with you?" Um, but that's me, and I know you don't do it like that. I've actually been grappling with this recently. Um, like I had this one uh, comment that really felt like personally attacking my work. And I shouldn't take it personally, but, you know, I did in that case. Um, and I don't think I reacted the best I could have. So, you know, I just need to keep reevaluating how I do this kind of stuff. But, yeah, generally uh, we, we block pretty aggressively at One Stop Co-op Shop. And I say we like me and Colin who tend to do the majority of the YouTube stuff. Um, and I, got English teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we. The second someone is like hateful, or um, anything that could be kind of construed that way, personally attacking like another commenter who didn't say anything in a rude or offensive way, um, we we tend to block pretty quickly there. But yeah, uh, kind of like you, like our channel's small enough. I get few enough comments that I'll I'll respond to every comment on my channel. Generally speaking. Um, well, then, like Kyle will respond to his stuff, Baron will respond to his stuff, Jason will respond to his, you know, but I'll, I'll respond to all of mine. Um, and yeah, I, I try, if, if I actually think that they like truly did not understand something, I'll try to explain, you know what I mean? And try to kind of use logic. Um, but if it's not like a hateful comment that's worthy of blocking, but it's just like something that I don't want to engage with. I'll try to like just sign off, you know, I'll be like, oh, well, th you know, th thanks for watching anyway, or so so sorry you didn't enjoy this review, like that kind of thing, and just kind of move on with my life. Uh, sometimes they'll like kind of grab on and try to like get me back into it, and then, you know, then I might take other actions. <laughs> but you know, luckily we don't get too many of those. The the toughest thing for me is just to not over, uh, oversell, you know, kind of like the uh, the student feedback we were just talking about. I, I can't oversell, it is just one person's opinion. So if they're like, your videos are to this, that's got to be like, well, I get a lot of thumbs up. I get a good amount of views. Like, I think many people like them. <laughs> I'm sure if everyone hated them, I'd be hearing this a lot more. So I'm just going to assume that not everyone agrees with you and move on with my life, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah that's, that's funny you say that because one of the ones, so I mean, it, well, if you're watching this video or listening, then you probably saw one of my videos uh, recently I talked about. I was disappointed in the lack of diversity in gaming. And what is amazing about it to me is if he was like, keep your opinions out of gaming. I'm like, what do you, it, this whole thing is my opinions. <laughs> like I created a channel about my opinions. Why are you here? You, you are here for my opinion, which is a serious judgment call on you. But like, you know, what, what are you doing? And those are the ones that always get me. And it's a good thing. Uh, I keep bringing up our, our, our buddy, Mark. He will, he comes in, like this uh, Northern English white knight and just launches on tirades and, and into people like this. And it is well, hilarious to me. 
it probably crushes their souls. I don't know. And he does it in this wonderfully British way with these insults that we would never say here. And it's, uh, uh, oh, it's the best. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to have sympathy for people who, like, kind of react that way to those kind of things. Um, you know, like, we, we decided to do a, uh, a Black Lives Matter video a while back, and that was the... That was like the only day in our in the last two years where we had like negative subscriber numbers for the day. And it was like very negative, like a bunch of people uh, leaving our channel on mass. Um, and, you know, like, I, I guess if I try to see it from their point of view, I can see like them, you know, if we are reviewers, if we are like kind of painting ourselves in, with a journalistic brush, then maybe like our journalism should stay confined to like the avenue that we are in. But you know, you're right. It's our channel. It's our creative endeavor. If I wanted to like start reviewing tape dispensers or doing musical theater on my channel, like tomorrow, please do both. Sure. <laughs> in song. There we go. Re review tape dispensers in song. But yeah, like, I mean, it, it is our creative endeavor and you, you know, you, you have the right to leave a comment. I have the right to block you. You have the right to go watch somebody else, <laughs> you know, like, um, I, I have a little bit of sympathy for them not wanting to hear it but also i mean i i do think you know j just to back up the opinion you had on that game and kind of in general i do think that uh it would be good for games to be representative of like the actual population and i think it is great even though the majority of gamers are still white and that will probably be the case for a long time i think it is great when someone plays a game and can see themselves in an easier way uh, whatever themselves happens to be in that game i mean Again, uh, you mentioned Salvation Road that we designed. Like, I spent a lot of time as a designer and with our artist getting and writing biographies for characters from very diverse backgrounds um, because I, I did research on the place I was setting the game, like the real place, and I represented the actual diversity of people there. Now, you know, I, I, I have a bit more sympathy for people who are like, why does Arkham LCG have a uh, African-American character who can freely wander around like these particular places in New England where maybe he wouldn't have been able to at that time. Like, I get that. Like, th that's a that's a historical, like, anachronism. And I can understand what you're saying. I, I still... Yeah, I, 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 do, I do hate it when uh, uh, the my, my, my history that involves summoning ancient demon gods... Well, that, that's the thing. Like... Ruins the verisimilitude of my history. Right. First of all, it's not historical anyway. And second of all, I think uh, I, I land on the side. I care less about accurate historical representations because that's not like my most important thing. And I and I care more about having a more uh, inclusive uh, board gaming world. So I personally, I would be okay if like you played, uh, you know, Black Orchestra and one of the Nazis plotting Hitler's death was a, you know, trans man with, <laughs> of non-Aryan descent, you know, like I, I'd be fine with that. Like it wouldn't ruin the game for me or anything, because <laughs> I I'm not in games for like even even though I play a lot of war games, I'm not in them for like their historical accuracy. That's not my number one thing. Yeah, I was about about to bring bring up the historical war games that you do, but I, I don't want to put myself to sleep. I, I'm gonna gonna move move on. For the, anybody who doesn't know, I I can't I can't even with historical war games, <laughs> and Mike Mike just loves them. Um, I mean, but, I, I love them some. The, the thing that if you watch Shelf Life where I go back over the games I kept, I don't keep a ton of them because a lot of them hit the same notes for me. So I'm keeping like the two or three of my favorites and getting rid of the rest. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times they have more uh, similarities between them than some other like genres of games might. So yeah, like I'm trying to cover them in a way to like hit that sector of gaming and help them out as well and help people make decisions. And I've I've helped people who weren't into war games find their way into like some solo war games. But yeah, I'm not I'm not a war gamer per se, and it's not like my first passion and the thing I spend most of my time on. Although I am uh, hoping to design one with somebody awesome. We're talking uh, early. Is it things. David Thompson? I mean, maybe who knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 theme is hot fire, like the best. Like if if we could bring this game together, it'll be so cool. <laughs> is that, that going to be the name of the game? Hot fire. Sure, why not? <laughs> Great, I love it. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump us ahead a little bit because I don't care about the next question. Um, okay. Just speaking of, of covering stuff, what's the game if you could you want to cover so bad if you could just get your grubby paws on it? Well, <laughs> funny story with that. Uh, Kingdom Death Monster, very expensive game for those who don't know. Don't you have it? 
I do have it. That, that's the story. I'm telling the story. Oh, 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 I see. I see. I, I, I'm swerving a bit on your question. So um, I really wanted to play it. I've heard great things about it. And um, it's like $400 plus, plus shipping. And that's just for the base set. And then it's like all this miniature putting together, which I am not a fan of. Like, personally, I, I don't like painting miniatures. I don't like putting them together. Um, and I don't find much value in miniatures. Like, I'm not a miniature gamer uh, when it comes to it. It doesn't add much to games for me. But yeah, so I wanted to track it down. So I spent like months just kind of uh, searching eBay once a day and like looking at things and bidding on K KDM sets and they would go for too much. And I finally found one at a good price and I uh, came with expansions and I sold all the expansions. So I actually did not pay that much for it, like in the grand uh, wash, you know, the grand scheme of things. Um, and I played it like four times and it was pretty fun. And it's not even that, like I didn't enjoy the game. I do think it's got some really cool stuff going on. But uh, with like Oathsworn and Aeon Trespass, I pledged those. With things like Townsfolk Tussle, which is like doing the same thing. Uh, with some things in the game, I'm, uh, I'm getting rid of it as soon as I can. Like I'm just trying to find a local buyer so I don't have to ship it. Uh, so, hey, if you're in Maryland, uh, you know, come on one stop co-op shop and be like, hey, I heard this. <laughs> Let me know. Um, but yeah, so th th that's, that's the only game that I like spent a long time thinking about and trying to get my grubby paws on. And it ended up being not, not a disappointment. I, I really, if I did a review for it, which I'm not going to, cause I haven't played it enough to have a good authority on it. But if I did a review, it would be, it'd be like mostly positives. Like the heavy randomness would be like one of the only major negatives. And some people like that. So yeah, so th th that was a grail game for me and it is not staying around and I didn't love it. So it, it was the, um, you chose wrongly and, uh, last crusade yes although i mean uh if if i get even a reasonable price for it i think with how i kind of like did good marketing with the expansions i think i'll actually make money on the deal so <laughs> it's okay except i can't get back the the hours upon hours of ebay hunting i uh, spent trying to find a copy and, and the the massive amount of space it's taken up for four years <laughs> well then uh one of my friends put together the the miniatures and it's like just stupidly large oh my gosh that game so for me it, it's and this is all Baron's fault, <laughs> completely Baron's fault. It's uh, Madara. I really want to play it. I don't want to buy it because it's expensive and it's huge. I, I, I got rid of that one. I, 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 that's, I mean, another, that's another one with a lot of randomness that I could not handle. And, I mean, I, I took a flyer on it and I, I reached out to the publisher. And in theory, they're going to send me one, which I'm super excited about. Oh, cool. You know, who knows? We'll see if it happens because it'll be another. No, no, no. I mean, they were... I think the game is amazing for the people who are going to like it. it. It did not hit with me on a few key points, and that's why I didn't keep it. Um, but, yeah, it's a really good design. And they, they are super nice people. Like, I, if, if they said they'll send you one, I think it's coming to you whenever they do, like, the, the final delivery of Act 1 and Act 2. And I, I think uh, you, you're more likely to enjoy it than I am. Knowing your taste, you might love it. I know I did not, but you might really, really uh, enjoy that one. Yeah, that, that that's kind of what I was uh, thinking after you were chatting with Barrett a lot about it and, uh, you know, I watched all of his videos on it. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's a few things I'm like, I don't know about that, but I'm a sucker for story. I'm a sucker for a well done theme. Yeah, which now the theme is great. The, the, yeah, you the don't story, care about the story is the best in dungeon crawling. Like I, I think I can. I, I know hyperbole is bad, but I think it's uh well, sorry, not not counting RPGs <laughs> like stories we create, but those like board game dungeon crawlers, at least to this point, uh, I think it blows all the rest out of the water so far. Yeah, so. You know, we shall see. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm not holding my breath. Is kind of where I am on that. Both of us review a lot of games, um, and it's probably a harder question for you because you're so choosy. But um, every now and then, we get, we really get surprised. Um, if you can think of a one that was a really pleasant surprise and one that was just, wow, I thought that was going to be good. Pleasant surprise. I'll go with one that I know you really enjoy which is uh, Heroes of Tenefer. Um, this one is weird. It's a weird, weird story. I even feel bad saying this. <laughs> um, so I reviewed the core set. I played a rule wrong. It didn't factor into my review, but it factored into my personal opinion of it. And I didn't fully appreciate the game for what it was. So I think I'd get, get, I sent my copy for free to somebody. Um, the designer, who's an ultra nice guy, 
he uh, he emailed me. He's like, hey, do you want to cover the expansion for the Kickstarter? I was like, oh, dude, I <laughs> I don't want to tell you this, but I don't have the game anymore. He's like, I'll send you another copy of the base game. I was like, oh, God, you will. I feel so bad about this. But I was like, all right, all right, because I, I can't really remember why I got rid of it. Like, I feel like that might have been a mistake. So it came back. The expansion, I, I will say the core game is really good. Like, I've heard some people say I wouldn't get it without the expansion. I would not agree with that. Like, I've been playing the core game on TTS uh, online with people, and I'm, I'm loving it. But the expansion improves it so much even more beyond that. It doubles basically everything in the game. The variety is ridiculous. Um, we were just playing Aeon's End last night on TTS. That's a pretty good game. Like, I, I, I've gone down and down on it. It used to be, like, a favorite. And now it's just pretty good. I find uh, there's some things I don't love about it. But, yeah, uh, Heroes of Tenefer far and above Aeon Zen for me for a cooperative deck builder like I would much rather play Heroes of Tenefer and the unique things it does compared to Aeon Zen which for me gets a little samey with a lot of stuff um, yeah so Heroes of Tenefer <laughs> I'm really glad I gave it a second chance I'm really glad the designer is overly kind because that's not leaving my collection in the long foreseeable future now I'm uh, hanging on to that with the expansion without a doubt um and then what you wanted one that was like the other way that uh yeah yeah I mean if you can think of one that's um I feel like yeah. that's harder to, to, you know, agree to cover something and then be like, wow, that was just hot. I'm looking at my list. Let's see. Oh, I mean, actually, I can say uh, Dune Imperium that just happened. Um, I don't think it's a terrible game. Um, I think Solo, I don't love how they did Solo for a few reasons. And I think the deck building is pretty weak. But I think for multiplayer, that game's going to kick some butt for a lot of people. Um, but I love Dune. It's one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, I love the old, you know, even though it's kind of a weird movie, I love the uh, the old uh, uh, Dave, David Lynch. No, David Lynch. Lynch. Lynch, Lynch yeah. <laughs> Not David Fincher. That would uh, yeah, be a no. very different movie. Oh, would that would be, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love the old movie. I love the sci-fi like miniseries. Um, yeah, so I was like really excited about the theme and the rule book looked great. I couldn't appreciate kind of what I found to be the weaknesses of the uh, the AI and the uh, deck building from the rules. But yeah, it was just kind of like, at least for solo, for me, kind of a meh experience, and I was really excited about it. So it's not like a huge disappointment, but it, it didn't uh, do as well for me as I'd hoped. Yeah, I, I think the disappointment's harder for me, and it, and I'm going to go with the one that I, did, I didn't cover it, because um, I just backed it. It was one of the first games I backed on Kickstarter, um, Island of El Dorado. And the base game is a completely lovely experience. It looks great. It's very light, but it's exploration. And so I, I liked it. And I, I still like the base game. But then I, I backed both the expansions after that, and it just didn't. You, like, you, you, if you're listening, I'm just like ineffectually <laughs> waving my hand in the air. Like, it just didn't get better. Like, it's still perfectly solid. So I think that's my, probably my disappoint, biggest disappointment. But I got two for most pleasant surprises. One is a Court of Miracles, which I'm just crazy in love with. And uh, uh, and that's one that I said I would cover it for, for two reasons. One was I really have been trying to get on Lucky Duck's uh, uh, reviewer list. And I I had one game of theirs prior that I got to Tangard, which actually that was also a pleasant surprise. I enjoyed that one far more than I thought it would. But mostly because I looked at the board, I was like, oh, that looks cool. I literally said yes to it because of that. And it just, it's great. So great that I, well, you know, I actually des designed my own little solo AI, which I don't really need to ever do again. Like that, that was, that was work. Um, you know, I'm very proud of it. It works. I was just playing it with uh, my brother on Tabletopia. It was me and him and two AIs, like, which is very cool to do. Uh, and the other one is Guildmaster, which is another game you'd never cover because it's purely competitive and kind of Euro-y. And, all the things that you don't do, but just, I thought it was going to be fine. You know, it's going to be fine. It looks cool. And I'll be able to say, Oh, this type of person is going to like it a lot, but man, it's just great. Um, I think those are the only ones that really popped the top of my head. Um, oh, I know which one you should be apologizing for though. You should be apologizing for too many bones. Let's talk about, um, your, your 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 review of too many bones and, and your and your thought now after i did a whole uh podcast with liz davidson from beyond solitaire where i uh i played clips from my first podcast review of it and then compared them <laughs> to my thoughts now 
Yeah, too many bones. Uh, th there were many reasons why I didn't enjoy it that much the first time around. Some of them very valid at the time, like things that were not so great in the first printing and that kind of thing. Some of them, I think, not as fair, and like I hadn't played the game in enough uh, different ways. That was like right when the podcast started, so I was not, I didn't have um, the same standards I have for myself at this point. But yeah, now it's one of my favorite games of all time. I have uh, like everything for it, <laughs> like giant trove chest full of crap. Um, so yes, uh, I, I definitely have changed my opinion. By the way, I wanted to say, uh, you mentioned Lucky Duck. Man, they, they had a good year for me, uh, or like end of last year into this year. Um, Mutants would be another one I would put in uh, the like pleasant surprise category. Um, it's a Wonderful World is really solid. Uh, Kingdom Rush that I know uh, you and I have both been playing. Uh, that one's better than I thought it would be. Like they they've had some really really solid like strong games uh, recently. Yeah, and I actually I reviewed uh, uh, four of their games this this, this year. Uh, that and Chronicles of Crime, uh, fourteen hundred, which I thought was good. Tangard, which I thought was good. Have you done Mutants yet? No, no, that 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 was uh, before I, I got on the list. So it's funny how I got on their list because I'd seen a you know trying to get on the list and I wrote and this was before as took over. It was when events was still doing it and he was he was great I, I really appreciate it. he said uh you're not big enough it's not you know it's not worth our time and money i don't know i was at 250 subscribers at the time something like that um and so i said oh, okay i said well this is also the stats on the written stuff that i do which is bizarrely high the written stats are bizarrely high um but he said well i didn't know that and i said i said that's okay can you will you give me a number what number do i have to be before i bother you again and he gave me a number, and I don't know, five months later, I wrote back. I was like, so I'm there now. And then, you know, it was Tang Garden came out, and right after those Court of Miracles, I was like, well, I have to say yes. I can't say no. Ooh, the box, it looks cool. Um, but, yeah, they, they had four yeah, four, four games. That I, 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 I could find you many people that would like all of those games. All right, so uh, we went back and forth about what game we should talk about because there's no, no good board game podcast doesn't end by talking in depth about a game. Yeah, which one did we pick? Because we've been playing a few. That yeah, we, we we went with the uh, Alter Quest. We went with Alter oh, Quest. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you start because you got to play this game way I don't know seven years ago when it first funded, whenever that was. And I think it was uh, like uh, June of 2019. Maybe it was a long time ago. And see, I remember how it happened for me, because this is all your fault that I got Street Masters too, because I was sitting there. I was at the gym in the morning when gyms were a thing you would go to. And I'd go before school, right? So it was like 5 a.m. I'm at the gym. And I would, like, watch, you know, be on Kickstarter or watch videos where I was, oh, that looks really cool. And so at 5.40 a.m. on the exercise bike, I backed Alter Quest. And then, like, two days later or three three weeks later, the late pledge for Street Masters opened. I was, oh, I'm going to go look and see what this guy has to say about this game. And then I backed that one all in. And that is your fault, though I've since – uh, Street Masters has gone has gone on to somebody somebody else who was very lonely and quarantining in New York at the beginning of the of the pandemic. And boy, you know that they were struggling because I was like, it's going to be like eighty dollars for me to ship this to you. He's like, I'll pay it, I'll pay it. <laughs> but so you go first. Thoughts on Alter Quest? Because I believe you finally got your copy. I did. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, I was waiting for a while, and not because of uh, Blacklist having a trouble delivering it or anything it was uh i had a special kind of situation for mine being delivered yeah uh, carry so, carry your pigeons and yes. uh it, it was a box made of solid gold everyone i mean it, it, it did deliver safely gold gold is so soft and, and plush you know um but yeah so yeah i don't know when this will air this might be before my uh, actual review because i'm doing my review in a week or two i still agree with all the things i uh, had positives about in my review for the kickstarter i love the variety here you know, like I always like find the MDS kind of modular thing fun. But here, especially the, the heroes play very differently. The quests, they have like similar DNA, but they play very differently. And what's cool here compared to like something like Street Masters is you have like this whole story campaign if you're into that. And then if you get the uh, the Ark Inspire expansion, you have these encounters that are a fraction of the time of playing the full game. And are just like one little map, kind of more like it's like playing Street Masters Ultra Quest, basically. Yeah, well, yeah and the other cool thing about the, those is... Um those always culminate in a boss fight. Yes. And the quests do not. Correct. Some, uh, some do and some always. don't. Um, yeah, so like great variety in the play here. Um, I think the tactical play is a lot of fun. You can really get like awesome combos going with your cards. 
Uh, there's a lot of cooperation between players, like lots of effects that can boost your other uh, people. Uh, the altar dice. I love the altar dice. Um, it's this pool, and uh, it's a lot like Mage Knight, if anybody's played that or, uh, you know, the Star Trek version, uh, where they're there for, like, everybody to use, in this case, including the enemies. And um, you can power off, like, these special effects on your equipment and on your character card and on the cards you play from your hand. But you want to make sure the enemy signs aren't there at the end of the turn so that the enemies can take advantage of them. Yeah, and I found there's a there's a great fun thing of knowing that you could do something really cool if only you had this one element, but it's not there. So you start using everything else that you have. Yes, yeah, and hoping that you roll the right die, and you're just doing ridiculously foolish things, which is just a delight. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say they don't work as well in uh, true solo. So I think uh, I'm definitely leaning toward like two hero is kind of the minimum for my solo playing with it because I can get stagnant. Like sometimes it doesn't uh, cycle through enough. Yeah. And um, some of the, uh, since some of the heroes don't, I mean, I've played with maybe half the heroes. I don't know. What is there like 15 heroes? I can't play <laughs> yeah. If you got everything, it's probably something like that. Yeah. Uh, some of them that's clear, you know, they really need someone else to, to, to kind of rip yes. off. So yeah. Well, I'm and with and some characters, like I'm thinking of the, uh, the sorceress, like um, Claude, like lady from the core game, she has constant alter manipulation effects, like in her base equipment. So she's really nice to kind of help with that. Um, well, yeah. So I think like the card play, I think the tactical play, I think the uh, alter dice, I think the cooperation, I think the sheer variety are all great. Uh, the things that I think would might uh, kind of push you away from this one, and again, I'm kind of giving you a preview of my whole review right now. Um, I think unless you get Arc Inspire and play Encounters, it tends to be pretty long. So be ready for two to three hours, I would and say. Especially if you're going to play with, you know, multi-handed or... or... Yeah, or I, if you're I, playing I like three or four I can't playing people. it with three. I, I just, it would be... I did, I did it uh, like twice. And it takes up so much space. Yeah, it's, it's also a big table hog, again, if you're not playing like the Encounters and the Expansion. Now, a lot of the table is not used, so I don't know about you, Will, but I would actually put, like, decks on parts of a table I wasn't going to get to and put, like, those kind of things. But still, there's a lot of cards to keep track of. Um, it's not it's not as bad as Street Masters for, like, or uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse for, like, fiddly effects you have to remember, but that is still there. And, like, until you kind of get how a story works or how a quest works, it can be kind of confusing the first time you play it. It's like, oh, I got to go over there and get the clues and then this will happen. You know, like that could be a little hard to kind of grok at first. So, so here's my biggest complaint about the game. But I want to couch this in a, uh, <laughs> in a pretty big disclaimer. I have, I have changed in a major way as a gamer in the past like year or so. I don't like dungeon crawlers anymore. Like I really generally don't. Um, I don't, I don't like games that take as long as dungeon crawlers usually do with what I see as kind of inherently repetitive gameplay, which most of them have, you know, like move, punch this guy, move, punch this guy. I I'm totally fine with tactical games. Like I just reviewed dire Alliance also for blacklist. That game's great, but that didn't feel like a dungeon crawler. That's like a real, you know, I, did I, did I play that against you? Will? we did, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah my, uh, uh, you you found the broken combination. That's right. I did not hypnotize you over and over again so my zombie guy would kill you. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, the, 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 like tactical games um, in a shorter time frame where like they don't kind of out overstay their welcome for me, those are fine. But yeah, so so dungeon crawlers are kind of out for me. Like I got rid of Gloomhaven. Um, I think I've gotten rid of all my dungeon crawlers that I own at this point. I don't think I own a single one. Um, and the ones I have played, I've not enjoyed as much. So all that being said, I do think that Ultra Quest has the same problem as most dungeon crawlers. Um, and in some cases, it can be worse than some dungeon crawlers. And that I think, uh, depending on the quest, it can get very samey. It's like open door, especially um, unless you play with the villain cards that uh, make villains have more hit points and like make the monsters have more hit points. You can sometimes get your cards to such a good state where you open a room, immediately kill everybody. They don't even get a turn. And then you go into the next room, open it immediately, kill everybody. And once you get there, I was like, oh, man, this is not as exciting as I would have hoped. Now, again, it's easy to fix. They give uh, these variant cards to increase it. And I think uh, Colin and Barron, for their playthroughs, I think they are now doing a variant where they have the minion cards, where they have more hit points. And they also are spawning one more than they're supposed to. I think they're drawing three threat cards instead of two for two heroes. So there are lots of like very simple uh, levers you can mess with. 
but I think uh, at its core, the game can be too repetitive playing rules as written. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting. I was having a, a brief conversation with somebody about it because uh, their big complaint was, well, you don't always get, where's the big boss fights? And to me, I find that refreshing about it because a lot of times, it's, you know, I actually feel like I'm going to do an adventure. Uh, like there was one, and I, I won't say where and which of the campaigns, but I sent a picture to uh, you and Mark of the end of it. It was I was doing the one that's called Escape, and I just like I'm gonna get out, and I just ran. And by the end of the game, I had 40 <laughs> minis on the map chasing me, and that to me it took a long time, it took forever, but it felt that was a different feeling than any dungeon crawl I ever played. Because I was like, no, I'm running, I gotta get to the thing so I don't die. And even so, as you're running through, all this stuff's chasing me. But of course, you open doors, and there's more stuff that you're dealing with. And so I'm trying to run by that stuff into the next room, which it, so some of that I think that the storytelling, just in the the emergent storytelling that you can have yeah. in the game, is great. It actually to me feels like an adventure. It feels like I'm exploring stuff. But yeah, I can get samey. I, I thought when I got it, you know, all the all the different features, because every if you're uh, haven't seen it, it's every they have minis for everything. I mean, you have a, a, a table mini. You know, you walk in. Oh, they, they, they are beautiful. Like again, yeah. I don't care much about minis, but these, I'm like, man, these are really cool. <laughs> and it and it does look great. And it's like a whole box of them. And at one point, I was like, gosh, I wish I had some more feet, more of these minis. I was like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> um, but I think that that's that, that's telling on the exploration and the experience of it because I'm like I want more. Yeah. Like that's what I want. And they they I think they made the right choice. They didn't pack it full of heroes like Street Masters. I played that game 30 times. There's still 40 heroes I didn't play. You know, like, so I, I think they just did tons of it right. And I, as far as mechanically go, the biggest issue I really have is the rule book. It's, it's not. There's so I, many I, edge cases in the game because yeah. everything is so different and they're just not covered. And I find myself like flipping through the cards like, oh, and I will like read all the cards in the quest so I can figure out what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. And that, that, that to me is what, oh, that's rough. It, it's hard the first few times you play. Yeah, and it's funny because um, I saw like in our Discord since everyone had it before me, like all oh, the rules worries, and then on BGG, so I was like really like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a hard time playing this. And then I sat down and played it in like five seconds because I realized I played it so much when I had the Kickstarter prototype, and uh, you know I had like Brady and Adam's ear at that time. I was like, hey, how does this work? Hey, how does this work? Like immediate designer response, you know, as I'm playing the game. So clearly that was like still in my brain somewhere because I just got into the game like no problem and it was fine well once you i mean it flows fine once you know it it's just a lot of it there's just it's so many edge cases which in some ways is good because those quests are different like they all feel much different than yeah. the masters uh ones do well and also i i think they could have uh they didn't do themselves favors with like keywords like inflict and resist like it's again very basic once you got it down and but like they're not that different and like it sounds more different like and you could have used a more normal name like they could have said like armor piercing you know or something like that <laughs> or just piercing like every game uses piercing right and and then resist would have immediately been way more easy to remember why are you trying to ruin their theme <laughs> yes i'm sorry it, it is resisting <laughs> yeah I, I really i mean i really i mean i played a whole campaign yeah man that's awesome in seven days and that and i also played two encounters before that and half of a, a generic campaign yeah there's a generic campaign get that out of here there's no there's no need for that get it out of here uh <laughs> well you know i say that like it, it's because it's a way of you, you string the you string games together and keep kind of boosting your characters but since there's no story i don't care right, like, right i'll just i'll just take some bonus cards and throw in some other stuff and try it with new characters yeah i definitely think the choose your own adventure like stories they have in the main game and the expansion are much better yeah it's 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 it's, it's pretty well done um and, and so I know the one, the expansion is written by uh, uh, Childress. Yeah. Or um, how much writing he did, I don't know. But man, I wish he had written like that for the Gloomhaven story because this was a story <laughs> that I thought about and I was like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. And, and I got it right. I predicted it. Like it's got enough fairly obvious clues that, you know, if you, if you stop and think about it, you, you can make the guess, which is fine. But it was an interesting arc. I, I finished Gloomhaven. And I know I finished because the game, the last one we did was called The End of Gloom. So I know we won, but I couldn't tell you what we did. <laughs> I have no idea. I, mean, I, I, got about, I got about halfway through Gloomhaven or two thirds. And I, I remember about three story beats. And I don't know which of those three are on like the main <laughs> plot line or anything. 
Yeah, and so the weird thing about it is, because it took us a couple of years, it was playing you know, every so often, and we finally had to finish during the pandemic outside. Yeah, I remember that picture. <laughs> but bizarrely enough, we 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 beelined it. Like we took like four quests that were off the main path. Like we didn't know, but we just happened to pick the beeline straight to the end. So, and that took us two years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a big game. You definitely get your money's worth. All right, because I can see you start to yawn, and that's something that only my students do when I talk usually. Uh, but so, so we'll, we'll go. Oh my gosh, we've been going over an hour um, with, with, with our with our nonsense. So, <laughs> I, I will leave it here with one more question for you. One, when are we going to get to find out your game of the year, and are you going to pick one that you don't like three weeks later again? And then, do you have uh, any words of wisdom for us? Yes. Uh, game of the year video. I think I have uh, scheduled. I'm doing a, a Kickstarter of the year video and a game of the year video. So the two of those will be coming on the last two weeks of December. Oh, what does that mean? Kickstarter of the year. That's a Kickstarter preview game that you think is the best or. Yeah. So, so the, uh, the games that from what I've seen are the best that have not delivered yet. So like Warp's Edge, I covered at the beginning of the year, but that's, that's eligible now for my regular top 20. It won't be on the Kickstarter one. Cause I have the actual game. So something like, uh, Townsfolk Tussle, or uh, the Phantom Card Game, or the Librarians, or uh, uh, Cradia Wild. Fa I don't know. I call it, I, I covered like forty Kickstarters this year. <laughs> I know you probably did way more, but yeah, well, it's great because now for two years in a row, I can just drop Merchants Cove at number one on that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, no, no, it's the only ones I covered this year. So, if, like, uh, oh, like Oathsworn is not delivered yet, but I covered it last year, so that won't be on the list. Yeah, so those were coming in the last two weeks of the year. And then now, uh, that was when I was so sad, got delayed. I mean, of course it was going to get delayed. They have yeah, we all arm, knew that. changeable arm minis. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. No chance. But um, I didn't then, know it was delayed until I was, oh, it's December. I was like, I can't. So I went and I just posted a comment. And like 30 people like, oh, if you if you had read update 37, you would know. I was like, wow. Oh, yeah, I've been reading the updates. You haven't been reading the updates? Um, No, because they're very long. I don't read them all. I just I, I get like the the gist from the first paragraph and then skim, you know. Yeah, they're they're very long, and you know I, I was reading them all until I had a time when I had a bunch of student essays to grade, and then I was like, I I it's just another essay. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> and then you miss one, and I feel like, well, now it's over, and I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and then a a different top twenty list is going to come in. Uh, I think first or second week of January. That'll be the podcast with me and Peter. We're going to look at all the games that were reviewed on the podcast that we've played and uh, do our top twenty there which actually will be a quite different list than the other ones because uh, there are many games we did on the podcast that I never did on YouTube and vice versa, you know? All right. And so what are your words of wisdom for us? Oh, words of wisdom. Um, Drop some knowledge. You're, some you're big knowledge. time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just want it's you to know, it, it wait, I, I just declined a call from my wife because we're still recording. Wow. So, words of wisdom. Don't do that. But yeah, I said, take some time to listen. I think that applies in general. I'm trying to listen better sometimes, like to my kids, for example. So <laughs> there you go. All right. So everybody, um, if you were just listening, thank you for listening. If you're watching, thank you for watching. You can find uh, Michael's reviews and five and fives and playthroughs and designer soul crushing comments on One Stop Co-op Shop. You'll be a link to that down in the description. And as always, thank you so much for watching. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks for having me on. I actually have real pants on because I was uh, we were decorating our tree today with my uh, mom. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't have anything to mix the gin with, so I had said went with. I didn't even have enough to make a white Russian. I don't really drink that often, so I had Kahlua and milk. So what's that called? A not a, a whiter Russian? I'm not sure. <laughs> wow, it's um. Well, well no, that's good because Kahlua is coffee liqueur. And coffee is brewed. Yes. See, I, I did it for you. Yeah, so technically, <laughs> technically you made it. I mean,